That's the thing. That's the biggest thing with finding your thing, having an abundant life is try, try, and then try again, and then try again, and don't give up until you find that thing that 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 thing that motivates you. Um, you can't find something to motivate you sitting on your butt at home watching Netflix eating bonbons. Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential, grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? Well, that's the big question. In this podcast, we'll help you answer those questions and more. My name is Brent, and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to Fallible Nation. That's our private community. There's more information about that down in the show notes. Warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Hey, we know there's a lot competing for your attention, so thanks for taking the time to check us out. We hope you enjoy the show. Be sure to leave us some feedback. We'd love to hear what you think about it. My name is Brent. Today, my guest is the Common Man OCR, Dave McCarter. Dave, welcome back to the Fallible Man Podcast. What's going on, partner? Dave, as always, I, I enjoy the last part of the year. I, I like to bring on people I, that are friends of mine that we worked together before. And so I'm glad to have you back on here. Me too. We were going to do this outside. I suggested doing it outside. And Brent's like, it's too cold. Which, after being outside, I have to completely agree. But we've got to do an outside episode because the last one we did was pretty awesome. It was a lot of fun, but it wasn't 23 degrees like it is. It now. wasn't 23 degrees. Well, we just man up and take care of it, man. Just wear some, wear some layers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be out there in like all the car hearts and stuff doing that episode. I think that men are awesome and stuff at junk. And, uh, anyway. <laughs> now, Dave, you have been here before, and so you kind of know how the flow of the show goes, but we like to start things nice and easy. It's been a while. So how's your trivia today? Huh. I just got out of meetings all day, man. My brain's fried, but go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> Please go ahead. Yes. Ready? <laughs> what is the largest active volcano in the world? Is it A, Mount Etna, B, Mount Vesuvius, C, Mua Loa, or D, Mount Batar? I say Mua Loa, but we'll see at the end of the show, I reckon. <laughs> all right, guys. Make your guess. You know the rules. Don't cheat. Don't jump ahead. It's it's not worth it, man. Just just stick it out. Write it down. If you're listening, <laughs> my goodness, don't don't write this down. If you're in the car, just make your guess and remember what it is. Maybe yeah. backwards up to it or whatever. Now, Dave, in your own words, who is David McCarter today? Oh, Dave's tired. Um, any rate, Dave McCarter is. I'm. I guess a middle aged guy. Um, you know, I am an avid obstacle course racer, weightlifter, um, motorcyclist, engineer, youth minister. Um, occasionally I get to sleep, you know, those kind of things. I uh, love serving others, love helping people, uh, not only in their just their regular lives, but their, uh, uh, their fitness journeys, that sort of thing. And uh, one of my biggest goals in the fitness journey context is to just get people off the couch. Because if I can be out there, so can anybody else. Hope that answers your questions. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you, you're the only one who can really define who you are today. Right. But I like, yeah. stuff, it's not a wrong answer in, in the first part of the show. So you're, you're pretty safe there. Oh, now, nice. Here's the fun round. What's your go-to comfort food or guilty pleasure snack? Oh, gosh. I love ice cream. I shouldn't love ice cream, but I love ice cream. <laughs> okay. So and it's got, it's got, uh, when I was a kid, my dad could not keep Neapolitan in the house. But the problem with it was, is I would eat strawberry and give him the rest. <laughs> so strawberry, first of all, any berry flavored. Um, but yeah, that was the, uh, the, the, the go-to is, oh, it just, hold on a second. I got to have some uh, light on my face. So I got to have one monitor on. any rate, um, <clears throat> the, uh, probably I would say strawberry ice cream. Definitely. Strawberry ice cream. Okay. What about you? Me? Yeah. Uh, Chunky Monkey. Is that the one with just the chocolate chunks in it? No, it's Ben and Jerry's. It's banana ice cream with uh, chocolate, dark chocolate chunks and walnuts in it. Did, did you, you you lost me at dark chocolate, but okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> mom, I grew up with mom making banana ice cream. So it's, it's oh. like instant like comfort food just from growing up for years of eating banana ice cream. 
Well, speaking of bananas, I do have my pre-workout snack. So after this, <laughs> definitely try on that down. <laughs> I, was say, I don't know if banana ice cream counts as a pre-workout, but you know. It could be. Just the banana does. <laughs> Not the banana ice cream. But anyway. If you could have a conversation with anyone living or dead, who would it be and why? This is going to sound funny considering my background, but honestly, Jesus. No, wait. Jesus, yeah, but I would say the Apostle Paul. Um, just because, you know, he's credited with writing, like, most of the New Testament. And um, there's a lot of data on his background and the, and the, the stuff that he went through. And um, I just think it'd be cool to uh, sit down with him for half an hour and go, dude, how did you do that? Like, <laughs> so. Fair enough, fair enough. If you could learn to master any skill instantly, what would it be and why? I guess being social. And what I mean by that is there seems to be varying, like I'm uncomfortable in social situations. Like if you drop me in the middle of a dinner party, I'm the guy sitting in the corner paying attention where people are at um, and making sure my group gets out of there safely. Uh, I'm not the life of the party, never meant to be. But being able to master those social interactions would be a cool thing because you'd be able to open up and talk with people and not be so socially awkward. It takes a lot for me to um, break out of my shell, even now. Um, and it'd be nice to be able to do that quicker. If I'm in a comfortable situation, I got no problem with it. But if it's something like, you know, we all went to a dinner party, you'd, you'd find me in the corner sipping on eggnog. So, <laughs> Well, you know, tis the season, so... Here comes the eggnog, right? Eggnog I'm down with, but does it have to be the season? Anyway. <laughs> what purchase of $100 or less have you made in the last year that's had the biggest impact on your life? Well, I'll, I'll give them a shout out because I think their device is valuable and I actually got it for free. Um, but I'm in the four, I'm in the 30-day trial. It's the Whoop Band. And it's just uh, another tracker. It's just on your wrist. Notice I'm not wearing it anymore. Um but it's uh, a way to kind of hack your health. And it tells you like, uh, <clears throat> you know, your training load was this, maybe push yourself a little harder, maybe take the day off. Um, uh, their service is kind of cool. I thought I got one given to me at the Boston stadium race for Spartan a few weeks ago. Um, but I found an app for the Apple watch, which is a 10th of what their service is <laughs> per year. So I'm just going to go with that. And um <clears throat> but yeah, the whoop band I thought was was pretty cool, and like I said, I got it for free. So, um, okay. Yeah. What are you most proud of? I don't know. I'm most proud that that's a hard question. I'm probably most proud of I could be I could have gone through the stuff I've been through in life and still not be what society and say I should be. Um, I have a very hard upbringing, very difficult childhood, very difficult adolescence, and not be the, you know, womanizing, beer swilling, you know, jerk that, that, that society and statistics say I probably should be, given my, my background. Um, I'm better than that. And uh, that I'm a, for myself, I think it's probably the thing I'm most proud of. That and my Harley. I know you, you don't like Harleys, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does love riding one of those. So I give him that. <laughs> no, no, no wrong answers in the first portion. I told you. <laughs> but there will be as the answers in the next part. Anyway, go ahead. Pulling totally all over you on the Harley question later, but you know. Yeah, that's all right. You, you, hey, you can have tape. You don't. Neither of us have any, but that's beside the point. <laughs> one random fact that most people don't know about you. Right, because you're you're on social media as Calm Man OCR, and you're doing the thing. What is one fact most people don't know about you? Um, I ran a five five minute thirty second mile in high school. Okay. See what is something everyone should know about you before we get into today's show? Um. I'm as loyal as I come, but don't don't take advantage of me. Don't use me. That's kind of my. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in my life for that, don't do me the favor and don't. 
Guys, we've been getting to know Dave just a little bit. If you haven't heard Dave on the show before, we've done some other episodes in the past together. You can go back and find those. I'll mark them below. In the next part of the show, we're going to talk motorcycles, OCRs, and why you need a thing. We're going to roll to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more from Dave McCarter. Now, before we go any further, I wanted to share with you guys, I don't always tell you how much I love doing my podcast. Like, I passionately love what I'm doing. And one of the things that makes my life better as a podcaster is to work with a company like Grow Your Show. Grow Your Show is a one-stop podcast do it all. Now, I use Grow Your Show for my marketing, but Grow Your Show is literally a one-stop shop. You can record your episode and just drop it off with them and they take it from there. It's amazing. If you are interested in picking up podcasting as a hobby, or maybe you're looking to expand your business and use podcasting in that aspect, talk to my friends over at Grow Your Show. Adam will take care of you, I guarantee it. I trust him. He's my friend. He's my business colleague, and I wouldn't trust anybody else with my show. Guys, welcome back. In the first part of the show, we spent some time getting to know who Dave McCarter is as a common man OCR, as a person. And in this part of the show, we're going to talk about motorcycles, OCRs, and why you need a thing. Now, put your inner 12-year-old away for a while, or not. It can be funny either way, but we're going to dig into this. Now, Dave, it's been a minute since you've been on the show What's the stats for the 2023 season so far on the OCR front? Uh, wait, what do you mean? Clarify How many races question. have you run, can, completed this I, season? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. <laughs> um, I just completed my sixth Spartan trifecta, so that's at least 21 races. No, 18 races. I'm on my track for my seventh in Florida. I'd have to look at my schedule because I don't remember, but I've done what well, we did Rugged Maniac together a couple of times. Yeah, I know math because it's math. I can't do math. Um, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, I've done over 24 races so far this season and I've got five more left. Okay. So I'll be in central Florida this coming weekend and then I'll be in North, the NorCal event Barton in uh, the next weekend in December. And then I am off until the end of February. <laughs> down time, down season. Whatever. Now, guys, so. if you're not familiar, there's a reason we call him Common Man OCR. Dave does tons of Spartan races every year. He also does other races like Rugged Maniac, Tough Mudder, and even some 5Ks and stuff like that, and 10Ks. So Dave is just all around out there sharing with everybody that you, too, can take control of your health. You can get off your bed. You can get off the couch and get out of the computer chair. And you can take control of your health. And so that's a big part of his mission. We've had him on here before. And we've talked about resilience and the value uh, part of what got him started on OCRs and why he continues to do them. But like I said, I'll link that episode. I wanted to know exactly where we were because I knew I tracked Dave's seasons. So I, I knew where he was. I was taking him to the airport. Yeah, you're going to make me look it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it Trust me, I, I I appreciate you taking me to the airport. <laughs> now, if you want to hear more about Dave, specifically when it comes to obstacle course races, and is that something of passion for you, you can also catch him. He's done a couple episodes of the Beast OCR podcast. So shout out to those guys over there. That's a good crew over there. I know some of those guys and have had a few of them. So shout out to Beast OCR. And if you're interested in obstacle course racing, that's a great place to start. It's a cool community. You can find more of Dave there as well. Now, Dave, are you're already planning 2024? I've done 28 races this year. Okay. Sorry, go races. ahead. <laughs> 28. Sorry, sorry <laughs> I, I hit you with numbers without warning. Uh, how many races are we planning on in 2024? You can't give me numbers, dude. You know I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, 2024 is looking looking good right now. Um, I'd like to. I gotta find out where my tough mudder is gonna be. I don't know if I'm gonna do Seattle or if I'm gonna do LA this year, because um, we've done Seattle for so many years and it's kind of like it's the same track. Um, it's like you know we know where things are gonna be because they were there two years ago. Um, yeah. It's the home field. And manage. then uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go to. Well, yeah, there's that. I'm going to Houston this year, uh, Lord willing for Spartan. Um, I was hoping they'd bring back the Whistler event for Tough Mudder, but it looks like that didn't pan out because I was going to kidnap you and we were going. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got... 
Huh? We could revisit that horror that. all over again. Uh, this, but see, we're stronger now because we're stronger <laughs> and better now. We probably end up killing it. But for, for um, context, guys, he, that was uh, Dave's very first obstacle course race, and he picked the hardest course in the continental United States. Or sorry, continental besides, United. besides world's toughest. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was brutal. That was a very long, nasty, cold day in unseasonably yes, cold weather. It was very cold, and I remember my dad uh, stayed out there. He didn't even go back to the truck. He stayed out there the whole time, waiting to get back. That was one resilient old man. Um, (laughs) But um, I I told my friend Jasmine that uh, we ran this the super together down in uh, Arizona this last weekend weekend before, and we didn't perform as well as we wanted. Either one of us wanted to, so we're like. She looks at me and goes, you're coming back next year, right? And I guess I am now. So I got to go back and do uh, Phoenix and, of course, Central Florida. Um, I was going to call you and see if you want to do Rugged Maniac, but we got to find out when it is. I think it's in June again. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, I mean, the the one race, I, I've got to I've got to talk about this for just a second. The one race that really blew me away this year as how amazing it was was the Boston Stadium race at Fenway Park. That was just cool to be in that much history and be like, I'm walking down the hallways that Babe Ruth walked down. I'm walking down the hallways that Ted Williams walked down. Oh my goodness! And um, this, I remember they. I walked out on the third baseline after coming out of the opposing team's dugout, and the photographer just sees me just jaw dropping, going, "Oh, I'm at Fenway." So I had to set up the next day and run it again. So that was cool. But yeah, it's it's looking pretty good. And if anybody wants to join me, you know, go to. Uh, commonmanocr.org and I'll send you the Facebook page or look me up on social media and come out and join me. Even do a sprint or something, you know. It's uh, it's good fun. You don't have to don't have to worry about. I won't even make you do burpees. I mean, who does burpees anymore? But um, <laughs> so my kids do. Well, that's true. <laughs> you better watch it. They're gonna be out. Bu- we got more buff than you are. <laughs> <sighs> I got time. It's okay. <laughs> Dave, tell us tell us about your newest venture. Tell us about uh Narrowway Motor. Yeah. Well, um so for those of you who don't know, my, my dad passed away last year. And um before that we had we we saw the uh the movies The Long Way The Long Way Around, Long Way Down, Long Way Up with Ewan McGregor, Charlie Borman. <clears throat> where they did these really long motorcycle trips. Uh, one of them was around the world. And then they went from the tip of the UK down to Cape Town, South Africa on motorcycles. The last one they did, they did on Harley Davidson electric bikes. They went from the tip of Argentina at uh, Tierra del Fuego, Ushuaia to LA. And um, my dad calls me up and he's watching these at his house. He goes, David, we ought to do something like this. And I said, well, dad, I'm not you, McGregor, and I can't call Harley and get stuff for free. So this idea of Narrowway Moto Ventures was born, and we planned on doing um, four trips total and raising money for our local YMCA here in Wenatchee. Well, Dad passed away, so I made the promise I would I would do them myself. So um, July 6th, July 5th, whatever date it was, uh, this year I hopped on one of my Harleys, my my uh, 2021 Harley Davidson Pan America Adventure bike, similar to the bikes that you and Charlie took on their trips, and I headed out and went from here to Boise, down through Utah, Wyoming, uh, Nebraska, which is flat. Wow, um, and wound up at the Harley Davidson Museum uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in time for the 120th anniversary celebration. And uh, that was the first trip Dad and I had planned. And um, went through the museum, went through power plant operations, and then um, spent a couple days doing that and then started coming home. Had so much adventure. Bike broke down for two days. Then it broke down for another day. Got all that parts fixed because it was just a electrical problem. Got back toward Washington State. Get to Wenatchee all together. Went up into Canada. Uh, rode the Sea to Sky Highway. Rode Vancouver Island. Road Highway 1 down to Long Beach, uh, then down to Tillamook in, in Oregon, and 
<clears throat> eventually uh, down the gorge, um, back toward the Tri-Cities, and then back up to Wenatchee and crossed the finish line on the, I think it was the 4th of August, and uh, raised about 4500 bucks for the local YMCA's building effort. So that was kind of cool. Um, and now we're, I'm in the process, oh, shot, a, shot a bunch of video that a friend of mine is going to, uh, we're going to build into an episodic uh, YouTube series, hopefully. And um, uh, and then this next year, starting in July, we're going to do the Narrow Way South. Another dream of Dad's was to ride uh, Route 66 from uh, Chicago to Santa Monica. And um, same thing, trying to raise money for the Y. Uh, that was his wish. And um, I'm going to ride, basically ride from Wenatchee to, uh, straight off I-90 back to the Harley Museum, go see it again, and then hit the eastern terminus of Route 66. I think it's I-40, if I remember correctly, most of it. And then ride as much of the mother road as I can, see as many things as I can, shoot as much video as I can, and then uh, Santa, hit the western terminus of Santa Monica, and then take the one north back toward Washington State and then home. So it'll be a little little bit longer trip, be about 7,000 miles. 7,000 miles. Now, for all of you who don't ride motorcycles, 7,000 miles on the butt sucks. Just just putting it out there. <laughs> it's not a not a fun ride for your tailbone. No. <laughs> Both. Made it work. <laughs> so, so that's, and you'll all have links for all of day stuff, including narrow way and stuff. So you can track that if you want to cheer him on or even meet him somewhere on the road. That'd be cool. Absolutely possible. Like hook up with him. You can reach out to him on his different platforms and be like, Hey, I'll meet you at this leg and ride with you for a while. That'd be, that cool. would be very cool. Someone's going to be like, yo, I heard you on the podcast. Yo, uh, that'd be fun. Where you get your fallible man shirt. So I know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> now guys, you might wonder why we're taking a little time about talking about these things. So let me, let me kind of pull this to a head here so you can see where we're going. Joe Rogan talks about aliens, comedy, fighting, politics, and biohacking. Dwayne Johnson talks about the WWE, movies, football, tequila, and fitness. Alex Rosen yeah. talks business, philosophy, fitness, comedy, and util- utilitarianism. The fact is that you are your own me. Okay. Every man has a thing or a group of things that uniquely make them part of who they are. Dave okay. is into OCRs, his faith, fitness, motorcycles, technology. And it makes him who he is. It's a big part of who he is. Now, Dave, do you think that it's an important thing for men to tap into this stuff? Well, it's important for them to have a purpose. It's important for, I mean, for men and women. But specifically for men, it's important to have a purpose, a drive, a because we get bored. I mean, we get bored with our lives. We get bored with things. We lose interest, whatever. And if we had a thing, if we have something that we enjoy or something that motivates us, then we put effort into that. And if we don't put effort into something, we, we lose it. We, we waste it. And there's always those possibilities when we're not putting effort into something constructive. And again, this is my opinion, you know, take it for what it's worth. Um, we end up having, um, idle hands basically so we end up possibly doing something not so constructive um, you know there's even in your downtime you know you can do you can do construction things in your downtime and not have to be busy all the time but if you're doing the constructive things like making yourself better or working on a motorcycle or spending time with your family and working on a motorcycle. Um, you know, those are constructive. Whereas if you just didn't have, if you're just bored out of your mind, then you're not really living life to the fullest and you're going to get off the, off your, your, off the correct path. I believe is what I, how I want to say that. And let me, let me pull this to where see, I, I agree. Every man needs purpose. And if you guys have been around the channel, you know, I'm, I'm huge into finding the purpose for your life, finding what it is that, really you need to be doing i separate this out and say you need a thing because having a thing rounds you out right it rounds out who you are so there's all these different pieces of the puzzle of things that interest you things that you enjoy things that you're passionate about 
things that excite you. And once you have that, right, if you let yourself have that, you can then utilize that as you find purpose, as you find direction, right? This gives you a base. Mm-hmm. What it, I mean, if you listen to Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Rogan has guests, but he talks about those things. That's what he talks about. I said, that is the main, you know, he'll talk about whatever the guest wants to talk about, but that is his main bread and butter. That's where he lives. If you get in a conversation with you or me, you and I have the things that we do that we enjoy doing, that we enjoy spending our time doing. Mm-hmm. Now, those things don't necessarily dictate all of your purpose, mm-hmm. but it rounds out how you approach your purpose, how you approach things in life. And it gives you a base to work off of moving into those things. What do you mean by rounds out? That's kind of that, that terminology is not like in with me. Okay. So let, let me here, let me explain it this way. What value and, and did I nail that? Would you say faith, fitness, mm-hmm. yeah. so you nailed all that. motorcycles, technology, right? What value do you get from being involved in those things? Keeps my mind active, my body active. Okay. Keeps me active. Me active as a whole person. Um, allows me to serve others, especially in the faith-based, you know, stuff of the fitness. Allows me to help other people achieve their goals. Would you say uh, it helps regulate you emotionally? Oh yeah, especially the motorcycles <laughs> and, the, and the gym. <laughs> it gives you a direction and a guidance on some of the smaller choices in your life. Okay, fair enough. I see your point. And that's and that's where I'm going. Is I think everybody has a thing, right? Hmm. Now sure. I'm sure I I don't know Joe Rogan. I don't know those guys personally. Those are brief summations from the outside. I know you a whole lot better than that. Mm-hmm. But in every I hope so <laughs> other things you do, I see those things shine through in different ways. Sure. It also gives you an opportunity to you know if you want to do something bigger, right? Maybe you wanted to start a business or in your case, you like to serve people in different ways. Well, those give you foundations because you're passionate about those things. You're educated on those things. You have experience in those things for you to use those as platforms to follow that bigger purpose of serving other people. Yeah. Yeah. I see your point. Okay. So that's why I think everybody needs a thing. And I think a lot of men are discouraged from pursuing many things. I, I think uh, we're, we're told to stay in our lane or do, you no, know, you do this, you don't worry about all the rest of that, right? It's part of that more creative structure that we aren't always encouraged to do as men. What did the, what did the rock say? You know, know your role and shut your mouth. Or that was, no wait, is that the rock? Anyway. <laughs> now, let me ask you, do you, have you experienced grief because you've invested in doing your things. Yeah. Whether time or finances or just oh, like fi- time and finances is time and finance fine. I mean, that's part of the part of the trade off. That's part of the cost of doing those things. But um, the <clears throat> I've experienced people who try to talk me out of things like um, why do you have to erase so much? Why do you have to do that? And try to make me feel bad for investing in myself. And, um, you know, I've got, I got four motorcycles. I got four Harleys. And yes, uh, you know, all, they're all paid off except the one I just bought on my trip, which was, that probably wasn't a smart purchase, but whatever. Although Brett did help me pick it up. So he's just as guilty as I am. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to blame you too. Anyway, um, for those listening at home, he did get on this thing. I said, this thing's a junk heap. I'm not getting on it again. So there's that. But, um, you know, I've had people like, how many bikes do you need? Well, I enjoy having these around. Of course, I'm not going to buy any more because my carport's full. But I enjoy having these around. I enjoy these different riding styles. I enjoy being able to say, hey, Brent, let's go ride. Here's, here's a case of this bike. Let's go. You know, that kind of thing. And um, but people have tried to make me feel like um, a narcissist, I guess. Because, you know, you're investing in yourself and you're, 
you've got four motorcycles, so how many bikes do you really need, and or those kind of things. And that that's been the biggest grief um, I think I've endured. Um, it's people trying to make you feel like crap for taking care of yourself, for trying to take care of yourself. Putting time away from where they want you to be. Yep. Telling you how to now, I will I will say this publicly, Dallin, you you have not you and your family have not done that. You've been overly supportive of uh my endeavors just as I have been with the fallible man. Huh? I'm an enabler. <laughs> he is an enabler. This is true. Um <clears throat> although I did tell him that I'm taking my adventure bike on the narrow way around. He's like, Are you mental? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it worked finally <laughs> but no i mean you were there the day I, you were there for my my kickoff the day i left you were there the day i got back and um i can't thank you enough for for that support and uh, uh i also said we'd be we'd be my medical contact in case i get in a wreck you're like yeah sure no problem i'll, I'll pick up the body um but <laughs> He didn't actually say he'll pick up the body. He didn't pick up the keys to the bike. But, uh... <laughs> now, now, guys, we're, we're going down this rabbit hole because you have things that you're passionate about. You have things you enjoy doing. You have things that kind of make that make you feel better. Like I, Dave and I both like to go to the gym to blow off steam. And we feel better that way. Right? After, after a rough day, that's always a good answer for us. You have those things that you love to do, and those things can be a great foundation as you move towards purpose, as you decide what's important to you. They'll help you align with those things. It'll also help you align with how you can influence other people or, or you know, interact with other people in a positive way. But a lot of people, when you start doing the things you enjoy, they tend to bury that, right? You, oh, I got to work and I got to take care of the kid or I got to go do this with my this group or I got to do that, right? And we start dumping those things that make us unique, that kind of shape who we are and influence us. And I don't think that's a healthy choice. I think those things are what makes you you, that makes you uniquely you, that tells your story a uniquely way and gives you with an ability to deliver on your purpose and your goals in life. And so in the next part of the show, we're going to go into how to kind of find your thing if you don't know what it is and how to start to develop that. Because I think it will make a huge difference in your life if you nurture that side of you. So we'll be back after this message from our sponsor with more from David McCarter. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple of years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. Guys, welcome back to the last part of the show. We discussed motorcycles, OCRs, and why you need a thing. No, not that thing, but go ahead and laugh at that because I know you're going to. In this part of the show, we're going to talk about finding your thing. Once again, bash the inner 12-year-old. Stay with us for a few minutes. Is this why you had me on the podcast? Because you know I'd laugh at that. <laughs> God. I don't know that I've had any guests that, guests that wouldn't oh, laugh at that. So. People's kids, I tell you. <laughs> I know, right? Uh-huh. Now, go ahead. Here, here's the question, right? How do you know what your thing is? Like, what? when does it become your thing? Right? Because you, you didn't always do OCRs. No. That you was started back in 2016. It was your fault. Yeah, I know. You started <laughs> that back in 2016. But, I mean, you've had several years before that, so that wasn't a thing for you then. That's true. Right? So, and you had just as much chance of walking out of there and going to hell with this. I'm never doing that again. So, how do you decide what your thing is, right? I mean, you, you landed pretty squarely on those five or six things. 
How did you decide that was your thing? Or did something I enjoyed? I mean, it's something that brought me brought a smile to my face, especially in the. So let's let's break it down for a second. You know, in the OCR space, you have distances and you have obstacles, right? So for a Spartan Beast, it's a half marathon, thirteen point whatever miles, and it's thirty-five plus obstacles. And there's a lot of obstacles I still can't do yet. But to be able to see my progression of now I can handle the distance for the most part, depending on if they're having terrain that's going to kill everybody. San Jose, 2023, anybody? Um, I hope Spartan hears that too. Uh, but anyway, um, but be able to see my progression from from my, for example, uh, when we did the, the Spartan Sprint in 2016, I could barely handle those three miles, if you remember. Um, mm. when we did the one in 2017. I was sick the morning of. I'm telling you, dude, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna barf, man. And and you're like, no, come on, we just got to track you. Barf, barf on the course, you're good to go. Um, we met Casey McAllister, the legless Spartan, that day. He tasked me in the back of the leg as we're like two and a half miles into a 3.1 mile race. I'm ready to drop. I'm ready to just vomit everywhere. He tasked me in the back of the leg, and I'm like, I look down, and there's this man with no legs skating on his trunk and his knuckles and um he lost his legs when he was a kid <sighs> but going from and got 13.1 uh, thank you sarah but being able to go from that and god bless casey he's always motivated me every chance he gets being able to go from that to doing like i can do a 10 miler now and not have too much of a problem i can do a, a beast and not have too much of a problem i used to not be able to pick up the atlas stone uh, the Atlas Stone, for those of you that don't know, is this large spherical stone made out of concrete or sandbags on, on occasion. Um, it's 100 pounds for the guys. I used to not be able to pick that up. I look at Brent and go, nah, no. And now I can deadlift it, pick it up, put it on my shoulder and walk with it. Um, and being able to see that progression, like, I want more of that. I want to have it, something I can train against. I can train for that race. Not just put a date on the calendar. I'm going to lose 50 pounds by this date. Because whoever, who does that? Nobody. Nobody ever does that. You don't have a goal. Your training is useless. Um, and then, you you know, let's look at the motorcycle stuff. You know, I went from riding a little 250. Yes, me, rode a 250 to Brent's house on the other side of Washington State, across mountain passes, and showed up and said, it's my new motorcycle. <laughs> I wasn't like, going to say anything. That's... I'll say it. I'll say it for you. He's like, why did you buy that? It gets 82 miles to the gallon. <laughs> You're like, um, Dave, you could deadlift that. You shouldn't be riding it. It was a great starter bike. I'll just put it that way, but it was not what I need to be on. But I went from riding that to riding a 114 cubic inch Harley now uh, and going distances that are 6,000 plus miles because I can. Um, being able to have those things that make you make you better, make you reach for that next rung of that ladder, um, that's what motivates me for those things. Um, being It's kind of like your tagline, be better tomorrow by what you do, you do today. Um you know, being able to to go just a little bit farther, a little bit better, do a little bit more. It's like, okay, I want to do more of that. So that's why I stay in OCR and motorcycles, especially because um, it just motivates me to be better. It motivates me to be better. There we go. I can speak English. <laughs> it's. I think it's. I think it's really. People, Did my video freeze up? A little bit. Okay. Comes back. Oh, you are. That's all right. Don't worry. That's okay. Audio is my bigger platform. Nobody watches the YouTube video. So if you guys want to see Dave's audio video frozen up, you can do that. But the audio is what everybody listens to anyways. So that's cool. I I just do the video so I can see your pretty face while I'm doing it. Oh, well, that works. But I think a lot of guys struggle with that, right? Because we have so many different things that we encounter and try throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. So I think it's harder for some people to decide, you know, well, well what is my thing, right? Because I've, I've done a lot of stuff, right? You've done a lot of stuff. So deciding what is those descriptors of, you know, when someone goes, hmm, Brent, you know, what what do they think of, right? Well, because I guess why, why are you hungry for descriptors? Huh? So why, why do we need to have descriptors? Because those things generally become synonymous with you as they become your thing. Well, I, I can see that. Um, the, the, the caveat I'd have to that is I don't want to be known as 
um, sorry, my camera's free. I'm going to turn this off. Here. There we go. It was touching on my appearance for some stupid reason. Like, I'm this, this is the way I look normally. Um, but, <laughs> but I guess the, the caveat I have to that is be careful with, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but be careful with having those descriptors or seeking those descriptors to define you. Um, I don't want to be known as just the motorcycle guy or Dave, the, the obstacle course racer. You know, I'm also Dave, the, the youth minister and Dave, the Christian and Dave, the, the engineer, things like that. Um, I think too many times we don't, we don't look for our things that gets squashed, but sometimes we also let that thing that we find or whatever it may be, become our overall defining characteristic to where we can't be defined by anything else. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. That's why I'm, I'm not saying you're looking for a descriptor. Sure. I'm saying most men will develop a handful of things that become part of their identity. Whether okay. you say this is part of my identity, the people around you who know you, right? If, if somebody asks me about you, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them about narrowway motorcycles. I'm going to tell them about common man OCR. I'm going to tell them that you're an engineer for a tech company. I'm going to, right? These are things when I'm trying to describe you to somebody else that automatically come to mind, right? Because they're how you like not only a combination of what you do, but things you love to do. Right. right? The, the movie scene that comes to mind, though, the, the reason I brought that up was the movie scene that comes to mind was anger management with, with Jack Nicholson and um, Adam Sandler. And they're sitting in the anger management class. And he's like, who is, you know, tell us who you are. Well, I'm an engineer. And, I'm, and he's talking about all the descriptors. And, um, you know, like, but that tells me what you do. Who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm a nice guy. That tells you your personality. Who are you? I don't know what you want me to say. And then he writes down something on the paper and Adam Sandler's character gets all bad. So that's, that's why I brought that up was that, that movie scene came to mind when you were talking about that. Well, that's why I start with every show with tell us today who is Dave McCarter. You're right. Exactly. I stopped introducing my guests because it really doesn't. I, I, I get to research all my guests and I look at all these accolades and stuff. That doesn't tell the people who are listening right now who they're actually listening to. I've met a lot of people with a lot of accolades over the years. And that's not how I would describe 99% of them. The one or 2% that I would describe via their accolades. I generally have nothing nice to say about them. So I'm just reading off stats. Mental Uh, note. Don't get any accolades that Brent will be mad about. Got it. (laughs) I know you pass out with Harley owner, but you know, (laughs) sorry. I was, it's kind of got it. He said Harley. I got excited. Um, <laughs> but I, I agree. You can't define a person, but others will know you by your thing. Yeah. Right? It's kind of, you're defining like Dave has a bald head and Brent has a bald head. What, that kind of, yeah, I get it. And if you're watching the YouTube broadcast, you're seeing a couple of bald men here. Kind of terrifying. <laughs> but it's hard to decide what becomes your thing, right? That's where your passions that come in. You're going to try a lot of different things over your life. Oh, sure. You're going to play with it. And you're like, oh, I like this. No, I didn't enjoy this. Right. But there will be those handful of things that you just go, that's mine. Right. I love that. I love doing it. I love everything about it. I love learning about it. I love practicing it. And those things become your thing. Now, I think a lot of men struggle with it just because we're not encouraged to experiment with that stuff. We're also, a lot of us are really set in our ways. Like I don't like to do new things. My, my wife is, I'm sure doing cartwheels going yet through about now. Uh, she's engineering this cause I don't like new things. I would like you to define that comment for me. Fine. I don't like to do new things. So are we talking like new, like you're going, but yeah, Sarah says at all. I get that. But what I'm saying is like, if Tara wants to go to a new restaurant, is that off? Nothing new. Just not a zero zilch. So what you're telling me is you're Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory, only not as nerdy. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> no, you guys aren't getting the running commentary in the background from my wife who's engineering the show right now. 
you should see the all caps on nothing new. Nothing new. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very, and I think a lot of men find that playful. <clears throat> it's part of the problems where we struggle with uh, personal development sometimes. Mm-hmm. As I think a lot of men can identify with what I'm saying, and we get into that. That's <clears throat> comfortable. This our life works this way, and we're not into finding those new things. So if we haven't already established what is my thing, uh, that, that can be a real uphill battle for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm still doing things. We're trained to concentrate. Most of my Sorry, things have been things I've been doing for a very long time. Uh, oh, man. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> old fart. Oh, sorry. What was that again? What were we saying? <laughs> so, Just edit that out. <laughs> oh, I don't edit anything. Goodness. So, what benefits are there possibly from tapping into your thing, do you think? What benefits are there for... I've seen too many men, and we're specifically talking about men in this case, yeah? I mean, yeah. So we're on, a, on a, a male development show. Um I've seen too many men and die of boredom. Absolutely die. Whether they physically die or they mentally and spiritually just die because they're bored out of their mind. Um, I will... Can I get a little personal? Yeah. Is that cool? Cool. Yeah. I love my dad. I would give anything for him, you know, you love yours too. I'd give anything for my dad to be here, even if the, even if it cost me myself. My dad spent all his life doing one thing, working. That's it. My, it wasn't until the, I don't know what would you say, probably last 10 years or so of my dad's life, maybe 15, 20, because um, we've known each other for quite a while where he actually started to do other things like hockey. He loved hockey. Absolutely loved hockey. Um, even when I couldn't go, he'd go to hockey. Um, but he didn't, like he spent most of his adult life working because that's what he thought he had to do. And he didn't really break out of his shell and go off and live his life and find his thing besides cars and working um, until I kind of I kind of kicked him in the tail. Um, I remember buying him his first motorcycle. Like I bought him his first bike and he was just dumbfounded. Like, why are you doing this for me? And, uh, but the second he got through his course and we went on our first big motorcycle rides together, he was all over it. He couldn't get enough. He was so happy about being on the back of a motorcycle. Um, you know, we, we go to Canada and we go across the passes and we go, the, you know, we go all over the Northwest. And, um, but it took, you know, that external force, namely me to kick him in the tail and say, okay, we're leaving. Let's go. When he got to a point where he couldn't hold a bike up and I helped him buy a trike for the first time, you know, he was just so giddy, um, that he got to ride a motorcycle and the end toward the end of his life, when he was in the nursing home, um, he would tell me actually before he went to the nursing home, when he was at home, um, he'd see his trike sitting outside. He'd be like, I just want to go riding again, David. Um, and that was his thing. He loved, I was outside of work and, you know, providing bill or paying the bills and stuff. <clears throat> that was his thing. And he found that through, through me. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, a, he was a prime example of probably the previous generation to you and I, where they, all they did was concentrate on work, family providing that's it. And they were robbed personal opinion of being able to find that thing that brought them some joy outside of their family and their responsibilities and so forth. And I think that was a disservice. Um, my dad should have found his thing years ago and without me having to do it for him. Um, but it's an example that I, that I've learned from, um, of what not to do. And you got to find your thing. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to burn out. You're going to get bored of life. Uh, and you're not going to be living an abundant life. You're going to just, you're going to stall out. That's just, again, just my take on it. Going through the motions. Yep. Right. And going through the motions suck. 
<laughs> I, I think you can take it a step farther with once you actually start to understand what is your thing, right? What's to keep you from taking that thing and doing more with it? Maybe you dream about starting your own company. Maybe you've thought about side hustles. Maybe you've thought about helping other people or teaching other people somehow, mm-hmm. right? Finding that thing that you love to do, that you love to spend time doing, you take joy from, opens up a wide array so that work isn't the only thing. So that mm-hmm. your responsibilities aren't the only thing. And I think tapping into that opens up doors for you for other things you could do with your life to add more joy, not just doing that thing, but maybe helping others with it or use it, utilizing it to, you know, do something you never thought you could do, like start a small business or help other people, right? You could teach people. I have a friend who actually teaches uh, the motorcycle course in Wenatchee. Hmm. And, you know, he loves to ride his motorcycle, but he loves teaching people sure. to ride their motorcycles and introducing people to that, right? So it's become a side gig for him that is something that he's very passionate about. So I think there are a well, lot well, of benefits. Sorry, go ahead. I, that's right. What, what you're doing at. with Follow Man? It's possible. It's possible. Sorry, my body cut out. I might be doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, but see, but look where look where Falvo Man is, right? If we had this talk ten years ago, fifteen years ago, you would have been like, eh, "It sounds good," but uh, um, you know, now it's kind of like, "No, I got to go record my show. I got to go do my. I've got to do my podcast, my interview, etc." And <clears throat> you can go to work and 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 do all of that, but your your passion. Uh, this is again my fifty thousand foot view. Your passion is this: is helping men become better. And um, I think this this business is going to grow. It's going to be something you're going to be able to monetize and better and whatever else. Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna blow up on you. And it's gonna be great. Um, it's just you, you got to stick with it, which I, I think you know you don't have a problem with. But there are men who start something like this, maybe not to this extreme just or this level just yet, excuse me. Um, they'll start something like this and then they'll hit that first roadblock and then they'll hit that second roadblock and then they'll be told, Oh, give it up, give it up, give it up. And they stop when, by the time they hit the third roadblock, right past that roadblock is profitability. It's, it's now you're in the next level. It's now you get to jump up a level and, and get to where you wanted to be, you just gotta get past that third roadblock. And I think too many men, at least in the developed world, are, they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of setbacks. They're afraid of being labeled as a failure. I mean, you look at some of the businesses that started. I mean, how many business, how many things did Elon Musk go through before he hit a, hit a big with Tesla? Um, you know, look at uh, how many, what's that? Four? Four. Get four business? Wow, but look at look at all the look at all the big the big folks that have have um, done well for themselves. How many times they failed before they hit something really big? And we men, we just you know the foul man is your thing. You know, God bless you, brother. It's your thing. You're doing well at it. Um, you know, if you look at go back for for those folks who want us to go back to the YouTube channel, look at like the previous like the original post he did and look at compared to now it's like night and day difference, man. Um, and you've grown in this, you've done well, very, very well at it. Uh, and maybe you're hitting robot. I don't know, but you're sticking with it. That's, that's an awesome thing. And you're doing what most men should be doing is sticking with their passions. So good on you. <laughs> so what you're saying is following and investing in those things, right? Mm-hmm. Your passions, your interest, builds resilience yeah because how many times you're going to fail i mean how many people are going to be in your life go well brent you know you should make more money being an executive of it firm and and uh you should make you should do sales and then uh but you're like yeah that's great but i know this can succeed i know this can go to this level the one that i envisioned and i know 
okay, well, I'm still going to do that other stuff or whatever, but I'm going to do this too. Uh, same thing like with me with youth ministry. I've done youth ministry for forever now, and I've never been paid for it, <clears throat> um, which is fine. It was my choice. I have an IT job um, to where I can fund it myself, um, but uh, I don't, um, you know, I've had plenty of people tell me, you know, give it up. It doesn't bring you. It doesn't bring you any value because you don't get paid for it. It's like, no, this is something I'm passionate about because I want to help kids and families not go through the same crap that I went through as a kid. And if I need to pay for that, or if I need to hook that up, or I need to make that happen, then I'm going to do it and not giving up on it. Um, you know, we run this youth rally every year up here in the Northwest. Brent and I do, um, and you know, it's something I'm very, very passionate about because it helps kids and families. Um, no, there's somebody out there's somebody there for them. There's somebody that can help them. There's somebody that cares about them, uh, more than just their families. <clears throat> and, you know, it's something I, I hope to never give up. Um, but too many men just, they hit a roadblock and it's like, okay, well, I guess, I guess it's a failure. So say, ya, I'm a failure. Bye. So chasing your thing builds resilience. Mm-hmm. It builds opportunity, right? You yeah. talked about, I've, you know, use my, do my show my thing right how many opportunities have you had in the years you worked in youth ministry because you worked in youth ministry well met you which i'm not sure that's an opportunity i'm not sure that's an opportunity i mean we met at a we met at a youth ministers conference or something sarah and brett and i did and I'm like hey there's another bald guy with a beard <laughs> let's go beat that guy and uh then we hit it off and you know, rolled around uh, the peninsula in my my little 1990 Honda Prelude. Um, I've had opportunities to meet people. I've had opportunities to travel. <clears throat> you know, I've had opportunities to um, uh, help students um, all over all over the planet, actually, um, that I wouldn't have had before if I wasn't involved in youth ministry. Um, tried to fail to get lost on Q Peninsula Highway. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, there's a peninsula here in Washington State, and all roads lead to this one road called the Key Peninsula Highway, and we literally tried to get lost. At every flipping road we turned a corner on, it's a giant loop. Yeah, it went right back to the KPN, and we're like, or the KPH, like, what the freaking crap? What the heck? So, yeah, that was a fun fun day. Um, but How many people have you met because of your love for doing OCRs? Right, you oh mentioned Casey. Gosh. You mentioned Casey. Uh, How many incredible people have you met because I, of connections have you made? I have made, especially now that I started coming at OCR, um, I've made a lot. Um, to the point where Joe DeSena, the CEO of Spartan, I was at Central Florida um, uh, Spartan Trifecta weekend last year. This is just after Dad died. <clears throat> and I finished the Super on that Sunday. <laughs> pardon me and i'm mounting up for the sprint and i go walking over to the start wall and i see joe and his wife and one of his kids i said hey joe and he recognized me like he knew who i was <laughs> here's joe DeSena, freaking multi-millionaire you know ceo of spartan i guess hero to some folks probably hero to me i don't know but um uh dude knew who i was and said hey dave what's up like okay <laughs> cool but I've, I've met quite a few people from all over the planet uh, by doing OCR. I have not been all over the planet doing OCR yet. Probably not going to happen in my life. But um, I've met quite a few people, quite a few amazing people. Casey McAllister being the very top of the list because that dude will not give up. Um, he is the, the quintessential definition of resilience in my book. Um, just by, you know, skating along in his trunk and his knuckles. And now he's got a chair so he can get it done faster but i mean he doesn't let anything stop him which is just motivating to me hope that answers your question (laughs) yeah yeah. so your thing can make connections for you it can get opportunities for you it also builds resilience sure and it builds up like you know we, we talked about the gym or the motorcycle trust me it's therapy right you get out and do your thing and it's just like I can breathe, right? Um, I, I honestly, like, <laughs> when I first started doing the podcast, I was like so tense. I was laughing about Dave talking about my early shows. 
I still I have the very first video. It's still up on my YouTube channel, guys. Like, go look at it. Trust me. I'm like robotic. Do yourself a favor. Go look at it. <laughs> my love, boy, man, podcast. Like, it, oh, it was painful. Going back, I, I watched it not long ago. I'm like, oh, it's so embarrassing. But I leave it there to remind me, right? Now I get behind the mic, okay. and I've had the privilege over the last several years to meet some incredible people and talk to just amazing people. And I look forward to it. I love getting behind the mic. I love talking with our listeners and hoping to help men solve problems in their lives, plug holes, and live better lives. Mm-hmm. I love having these conversations. I love doing the solo episodes. And I look forward to it. I absolutely look forward to it. And so it's not just the gym for me, right? Your thing, whatever that is, can be good for you in huge ways. I agree wholeheartedly. Now, we're trying to sell you on why you guys should actually pursue your thing. And not the 12-year-old thing, but your thing, okay? (sighs) I'm just sitting there gigging like a 12-year-old. Thanks a lot for that, Brent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's in my he notes just a little highlighted thing dave will laugh ha 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 yeah, dave will laugh <laughs> now but, anyway um <laughs> sorry guys i think you should invest in finding it dave what would that's be it. your advice on, to men on how to start to kind of flush out what their thing might be Get off your tail and go do something. Go do anything. I mean, take an art class. Sign up for an OCR. Sign up for a gym. Take an art class. I already said that. Um, take a cooking class. Uh, go dancing. You know, there's there's plenty of places that do, like, line dancing classes. And I got started in swing dancing. Found out I wasn't really, wasn't my thing. But I did it a couple times. Um, imagine me out dancing. But try. The biggest thing is to try. You know, and maybe the maybe the, the the two dozen things you try, maybe three of those becomes a thing for you. But try, you know, if you don't do anything, nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you don't do anything and take a step, you're not going anywhere. So take a step. That's the biggest thing you can do is take a step. Don't be me. Try new things. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to sushi this weekend. I'm kidding. But um, going to sushi, I'm all there, man. What are you talking about? Well, you are dragging me to the airport on Thursday, so we got to get over there in time to have. It. Oh, that reminds me, I'll eat dinner at uh, at uh, Claim Jumper before the airport. So uh-huh. we'll see. <laughs> anyway, no, I I'm all down for sushi. We're good with that. Okay, good. <laughs> comment below, guys. If you're listening to this, comment below if you like sushi. Let us know. We're not alone. Depends on the sushi because there are some nasty sushis out there. Now I want Sarah's like, no, I want sushi. Sarah, let me go run to the store real quick. I'll take care of that. <laughs> See you in about a half an hour when I get out there. <laughs> What's next for Dave McCarter in the Common Man SCR? Oh, Central Florida this weekend, all three races. Um, I'm hoping my I've got some problems with my ankles, so I'm hoping my ankles will hold up. I'm just gonna wrap the tar up until they do. Um, and then I'm going to drive with a friend of mine on the West side to, it's just outside of Sacramento the following weekend for a super and a sprint. And then season 23 is, is done. Um, what I would like to do, and this is something you and I've talked about before is, and you know, guys comment below, uh, is the possibility of looking into doing a, a common man OCR podcast. Um, and if not that, then just expanding the common man OCR social media presence to where we're getting like updates from courses and things like that. Um, because a lot of people don't see, they'll see the course map or they'll see the, they'll see the, the obstacle and they'll freak out. Like I can't do that. And if they see me jumping over a wall, you know, maybe that'll motivate them. Um, but that's something that, uh, that'll be a, a fallible man, common man, joint venture, maybe possibly if I can talk him into it uh, to help me out there so I can do it the right way. Um, but it's something we've, you and I've discussed, you know, uh, in part in passing. Um, and um, I would like to possibly get a team common man to erase this next year. Um, so start a, a Spartan team called you know, team common man and just a bunch of average folk that go out there and just do it. Um, and uh, just see where it goes. 
All right. Where's the best place for people to find you if they want to follow you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Common Man OCR. Also on Twitter, Common Man OCR. Um, so I'll get the same the same handle on all those platforms. Or you can go to commonmanocr.org and it'll lead you to the Facebook page. I didn't want to build a website out of it because it's like that's just too much to update. So just go to Facebook and get my updates there. <laughs> okay. We'll have links below for all that, guys, of course. Now, I know the one thing you're all dying to know is what is the largest active volcano in the world? Yes. You guess Mauna Loa. I can't. I'm going to say it right Yeah, that one. The Hawaiian Mauna one. And you're right. Congratulations. Yeah! Yes, Mauna Loa. You're right. Mauna Loa in Hawaii is the largest active volcano. Uh, that's odd. The insanity yeah. that's happening in Iceland right now. I don't know if you're following right. that story. But that is the biggest active volcano in the world currently. So, uh, you know, all you people in Hawaii, I, I, I've always marveled at the fact that you have such large volcanoes there and basically live on a volcano. No, uh, thank you. <laughs> Dave, if our listeners hear nothing else today, what is the one thing you want them to hear today, no matter what? No matter what? Mm-hmm. Try. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing with finding your thing, having an abundant life is try try and then try again and then try again and don't give up until you find that thing that 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 thing that motivates you um you can't find something to motivate you sitting on your butt at home watching netflix eating bonbons you gotta try and you want to eat bonbons anymore i don't even know if those are i, I don't even know if those are a thing anymore i don't it's even know if those exist yeah, it's like young, but um but like you know you you, you you can't sit on your body uh, watching Netflix and expect to get anywhere in life. I mean, yeah, I like to watch Netflix and, you know, Paramount Plus and all that too. But do that at the gym, on the treadmill, with earbuds in. You know, try. If you're not happy with your health, try to do something about it. If you're not happy with your social, um, your social anxiety, try to do something about it. If you're not happy with your finances, try to do something about it. You know, and as Yoda, Yoda would say from Star Wars, if you don't know the reference, go look it up. Do it or not, there is no try. Mm. <laughs> so, guys, for Common Man OCR and the Fallible Man, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for listening to the show. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today, and we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.